Rochelle. Hi, Bridget. This episode, we're going to talk about what are the things that are going on in our lives. It's kind of like maybe this might be like, yeah, sort of, kind of. Life, less, life, less. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm Bridget. I'm Marshall. Welcome this, back. Yeah, sort of, kind of. We're here. We are. For you. We're going to talk about some stuff today. We really are. <laughs> we actually aren't entirely sure everything that's going to come up. Mm-mm. We just know that it's going to be in the vein of the supernatural experiences we've had. We're going to start delving into that. We're going to go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. That we're So in. buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that too. <laughs> buckle up, buttercup, because we don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a campfire kind of story tell, like if, you know. We'd have s'mores if we were out in the outside, but <laughs> or if we were at all eating sugar right now, oh, yeah. which we're off the sugar. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah. So here we go. So um, we were talking about some stuff upstairs. Yeah. And one of the things that jumped out to me was this idea of that there's like two different types of people. Mm-hmm. I um, like this. I like and the this example analogy. we were using was like, mm-hmm. you see something out of the corner of your eye. Mm-hmm. And, and most people, I think, are going to write that off uh-huh. as there was a fuzzy in the air or something fell or maybe a spider dropped from the ceiling or just that there was a, a shadow or a, glimmer. a car went by car went by and mm-hmm. reflected light off of that or whatever mm-hmm. trust me i've i've thought that way i've been yeah. that person mm-hmm. i get it um but then there's the other type of person which we've become uh-huh. or maybe we've always always been, been yeah where you start to investigate those odd occurrences that mm-hmm. you realize you can't just write them all off that there's something to be seen here mm-hmm. that um it's kind of like an ink like a little it's like a knocking yeah and that's you, very appropriate and you start to answer that, that knocking is incredibly appropriate wow that really <laughs> hit me uh- <laughs> in what way um well, there's always that. There's two different expressions, I think. Basically, uh, the devil knocking. Mm. And there's also, if you knock on the door, you know, is, is, there, is there one in the Bible about Christ saying something about knocking on the door? Knock and it shall be open? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. We'll have to look that up. But it's what voice do you listen to, which is something that I always say. Also, more than that, it's within and it's without. Like I said, I think it was in the last episode or mm-hmm. maybe it was episode three when we're talking about whole 30 and tarot cards and whatever. There's, you know, that, that cartoon, the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other. And it's what voice do you listen to? There's also some parable. I think it might be Native American uh-huh. uh, where it's like the two wolves inside you. Ooh. And which one are you going to let? One's like growling and fighting and the other one's docile. It's like, which wolf are you going to let win? Yeah. I like that analogy, too. I think that's very appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> it's all starting to feel very serious now. <laughs> and so disclaimer, mm-hmm. um, I know that we can be really fun and perky and silly. And, and I know that, you know, I'm hilarious, as is Marshall. <laughs> we're so funny. But sometimes we're also incredibly serious. Incredibly and there's serious. A lot of, there's a lot of depth here and layers that um, most people don't. I know I can speak for myself don't know of mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. um, I'm not easy to get to know I'm gonna be honest I don't think either of us is yeah are is yeah whatevs whatever you know what I'm I saying. grew up in Oklahoma forgive my grammar I'm very friendly and I'm very ready readily I'm open I'm a very mm-hmm. open person and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like I'm present with people and I'll yeah. engage and I'll get to know mm-hmm. you and I'll hold mm-hmm. space for people and all mm-hmm. that jazz but in terms 
of the layers of the onion, yeah. what I'm willing to just put out there uh-huh. in the world. Uh-huh. Um, this is going to be like a new thing for me to be yeah. on this podcast uh-huh. saying this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and other than that, it's only been really intimate conversations with people where I'll go there mm-hmm. and very few people if I can count on one hand. So, yeah, well, and it's, it's also, um, we just kind of feel compelled to talk about some of these things and there's going to be different layers of it because a, I don't want to get locked up in an asylum. B, <laughs> me neither. That sounds awful. You know, I mean, that would just be no fun for the rest of my life. Um, but, um, it's real. Mm-hmm. And there's, and, but it's hard to find words to put to it. And yeah. how deep do you go? Yeah. And you know what? We have a lot of time, meaning we have lots of episodes to be able to go into it deeper and to find. But as we were saying when we first started this, we there's got to be people out there that want to hear about exactly. it too. Because I don't, I think the problem with this whole supernatural, spiritual, mystical thing is that it's always been segregated it's been divided okay we're it's, it's ghosts segregated it's new age. the same as segmented it is now yeah good i <laughs> like your today. style Thank i like you. your style well, you're right though you know people kind of it's like we put our we put things in a box and then we mm-hmm. put blinders on mm-hmm. and looking beyond that here's new age here's right. crystal wearing people here's here's holistic medicine here's energy medical healing energy here's healing Here, here's aliens uh, yeah ghosts, here's aliens here's angels dead people mediums yeah. psychics or do we just go with science Mm-hmm. Do you know? And right. to me, that's the problem with the world. It is all meant to be part of the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it, problem it, being that, what can you expound on the problem with the world being? I will try. <laughs> I will try to expound on this because I don't know if I have the words for this. But I've always felt that's the problem is that people try to make everything different and one's better than the other, one's right. more right than the other. Right. You could say the same thing with religion. You could say the same thing. With, the dueling religions. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, when really it all comes from the same place. And maybe if we could look at, at it all in more of a holistic approach. Yeah. It's, it's all part. It's a whole. Yeah. Instead of just. I mean, but there are different parts of it. There are pieces there of the pieces puzzle. There are pieces of the whole. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Different pieces of the pie. And you put it all together. It makes the same pie. And if you can look at life. And that's what we were saying about. That's why we made this about life lessons and unknowable things. Because that is our approach to life. Is that it all. It encompasses everything. Yeah. And it happens every day. Yeah. Every day. We are reminded of who we are and what this world is like. And what I really think, and a friend of mine, an Irish friend of mine said, he almost accused me of being racist because I'm in a joke, in a joking way, because I was like, there's magical people and there's humans. Well, any Harry Potter fan is going to be able to relate to that because there's oh, yeah. the muggles. Muggles. Which yeah. are like people. And honestly, I've never read the series, so I don't know the rest <laughs> of the examples right now. But, Magical um, people. Wizards yeah. or witches or whatever they call themselves in the book. God, I, I hope remember. I have that right. So, yeah, and I think it's true. And I think um, when we first started experiencing this, it was like a whole group of us that kind of sort of found each other. And we felt like we all knew each other. I love that you just threw in kind of, sort of. Oh, I did, didn't I? Casually. <laughs> I didn't even realize Into it. conversation. Yeah. Hence the name, yeah, sort of, kind of. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Yeah, exactly. we, there was a group of us that all mm-hmm. were coming to some of these same conclusions at the same time, and it was really incredibly helpful. And we all felt like, we all had an instant trust with each other. We all felt like we were all very drawn to each other. Mm-hmm. We all felt like we knew each other on yeah. some, some level. And 
each of us sound we felt like truth to each other that's about the only way i can explain that we i think each of us had had different life experiences Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that the that could aid the other in going through what they were going through Mm -hmm. at the time it was Uh like this really beautiful kind of give and Mm -hmm. take and i mean i had i had i remember having a life experience that this other girl was going through at that time and Uh it was like I was able to say, oh, my God, I totally understand. Like, yeah. I know you feel crazy. It was amazing. I get it. Mm-hmm. I feel crazy, too, sometimes. And yeah. here's why. And yeah, it's so cool. And then some of us fell away. But some of us are real, still really tight. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't get to see each other all the time. But that doesn't matter. True relationship, friendship, anything like that. Yeah. You're bonded. And you'll mm-hmm. always be able to just pick up right where you left off. Speaking of bonded, mm-hmm. I feel like this podcast has been so cool for our friendship. I agree. I yeah. like I didn't when we were venturing into this, I wasn't really thinking about I was thinking about more of like the aspect of that itself expanding and what that could look like. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about how our friendship would evolve because yeah. of it. I just because I guess I already felt so close to you and like same. Mm-hmm. We already knew each other so well, but like it's been so special like to even get to see deeper. You yeah. Yeah. And we we do this every week and I love it. It's so yeah. you guys are stuck with us. Well, yeah. I mean, unless you stop listening, but we're going to keep doing it. So. But don't do that. That would be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so stupid of you. It's going to get, I mean, it's already good. But it's it's going to get so, so good. much better. Yeah, exactly. On that note, let's talk about some shit. Let, I was going to say, let's get into it. So it was almost like a, like you were saying, there's the people that everybody sees stuff out of the corner of their eye, mm-hmm. but it's those that want, and want to investigate it or those that want to write it off. And it's like we said in quite a few episodes now, it's always been there for us ever since childhood. And it really, I mean, I had to, it was just, it's like you had to give yourself permission, allow yourself to be like, okay, this is the reality. This is who I am. Well, it's going against what we're taught culturally for yeah. the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least... I don't know. I don't. I can't speak for you. I think you had a bit of a more of a magical upbringing. Mine was very religious. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh-huh. And I think that um, even though if you go through the Bible and you're reading these stories and these parables, there's a lot of, for lack of a better word, magical story where you like a lot of mysticism to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see a lot of Christians carrying that into modern day. No, it gets twisted. It's always been interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this happened back then. Yeah. It's like, well, if you believe in prophets and you believe in angels and you believe in all those things, mm-hmm. what do you, why is it that you only see it in the past? Why don't you see it in the present? I agree. Maybe that's an unanswerable question, or maybe somebody will weigh in who has an opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sort of kind of at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we wanted to talk about was those things in the corner of your eye and like what all that. And, oh my God, I have a perfect example. The time when I saw the apparition. That's yes, the example yes, of yes. the two types of people in the car together. This is a great example. Okay. Okay. So driving Picture it. from like <laughs> Seattle down to Los Angeles, leaving mm-hmm. Ashland, Oregon, about to dive down into the Siskiyous. Over to the left hand side, I see an apparition. Uh, now, can you the, explain? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm getting <laughs> literally what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> it's look. It, <laughs> take two Go ahead. it looks like it looks like smoke and so first thought is maybe somebody's smoking or there's a fire mm-hmm. except nothing about the movement makes any sense mm-hmm. because it's not rising 
and it's not leaving, the quantity of this mist uh-huh. hasn't changed, but the shape of it is changing. It's moving. Uh-huh. And where you'd think, okay, well, if it was someone's breath, first of all, it would be much less than mm-hmm. it was. It, this, this took up about the size of um, maybe like a car or something, uh-huh. maybe a little smaller than that. And um, it it was there and it moved around and then it was gone in a flash. And so me and this person were like, mm-hmm. did you see that? And we discussed it and uh-huh. we were talking about what we saw and we were fascinated and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. What was that? What could it have been? It was like an apparition or ghost or something. Mm-hmm. Within five, 10 minutes of us seeing this thing, uh-huh. they proceeded to talk themselves out of having seen anything and wow. left me to be like, I was just shocked mm-hmm. that I'm like, but we saw it and we saw it together. How often do you see something weird and get to see it and experience it with yeah. somebody else and then bou- immediately bounce off with yeah. them? Yeah, I was so, more than seeing this apparition, I was baffled at the mind's ability to unsee it. Mm-hmm. To try to rationalize something. And to rationalize mm-hmm. it so it's to the point that it was like nothing. Oh, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so those that's those are the two different types of people. The, uh-huh. the person that can that can say, Hey, what is that I want to keep investigating? I'm gonna hold space for that mystery mm-hmm. and I'm gonna and, and it can stay it can remain a mystery. I don't know what it is. I don't have mm-hmm. an answer mm-hmm. even to this day what that was. Mm-hmm. But they would argue that it never even happened. And to me that's way more crazy. And didn't they try to make you feel crazy? For seeing that, or is that? Another? I don't know if I would say they tried to make me feel crazy for seeing that, mm-hmm. but or for saying other things, mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. things in the, down the road. I remember them saying, "I think you should see someone. I think you, maybe you should talk to someone." Me implying that I need to see a psychiatrist and, and or psychologist. You guys can tell, I'm sure, that she's a very grounded, <laughs> realistic yeah. person. I mean, we're yeah. both very, I would say, slightly skeptical, but yet we believe. We know there's things out there, but we we don't trust everybody you just have to you have to feel when you have experiences again Mm -hmm. and again and again Mm -hmm. to ignore them to me it seems really crazy that seems more crazy right yeah that's more irrational to me that's what i've I've said in those other episodes it's almost like scientific empirical data it keeps happening so therefore there must but to have somebody imply that you need help with your mind yeah and you're already like i was already at a point where i was questioning reality a lot Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so it was almost like pouring salt into a wound because i was i already felt like the ground underneath Mm -hmm. me was really rocky as i was trying to make sense of everything Uh so for someone to say that was really it was a real bummer well it also shows you that you know as you start to embrace this side of yourself or the side of life that not everyone's going to go with you on that journey. Right. You know, and that people start to naturally fall away. Yeah. You know, that's sad, but at the same time, I guess I don't know that I see it as sad anymore. Mm -hmm. I I don't either. Just accept like, Oh, you do you. Yeah, exactly. Go in peace. (laughs) Yeah. Godspeed. We have different things Mm -hmm. that light us on fire and the world goes around because we're not all into the same things. Yeah. We can't all fight for the same causes. We can't all, you know, Mm-mm. it's just like w- you have to trust what moves you in life and what, what you're passionate about and what drives you mm-hmm. and what interests you. And a lot of that is mystery <laughs> of yeah, life exactly. and the unseen. And mm-hmm. the, like to me, this world is this multidimensional uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we're never going to completely know. 
But that's it's part unknowable. of the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is why we're going. Yeah, sort of, kind of. Do you remember that time that you and I were going to go to the Viper Room? This was before. I don't know. You you hadn't even met Tommy yet. If it's the time I'm thinking of, I think I just met him. That sounds right. Uh-huh. And the wind was swirling. Mm-hmm. And it was like there was something that just told us not to go that yeah. night. Yeah. That's yeah. a great example of how you and I move through this world. It is a very good example. That we had, we were we were out and about that. Didn't we end up going to the... The frolic room. The frolic room mm-hmm. instead. I love that place. <laughs> so, or used to. Marshall and I, we would, we got ready to, to go out that night. Mm-hmm. We were together in her car and the intention was to go to the Viper room and I'd never been before mm-hmm. and I was going to like, you know. How to meet Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just check out, you know, who's this guy that's caught my best friend's eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the girl thing. We just had this feeling like, no, no, don't, don't go. Don't go. And mm-hmm. it was also really windy that night and it was mm-hmm. like, there just mm-hmm. felt like a swirl in the air. It was yeah. this really palpable feeling. Yeah, and so we yeah. trusted that. And then we went to the frolic room instead. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the story. It's not like I can say, oh, and then something bad happened. But we had avoided it and this, yeah. that, and the other thing. No, we ended up having a great night. We had so yeah, much fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. But the point in trusting that feeling or that guidance mm-hmm. that we get, you don't always know why. You just have to trust it and go with it. And so yeah. A lot of times we'll get those little inklings and sometimes it's like, which direction am I going to take? Which roads am I going to take to get from A to B? Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I feel like I'm going to take, I should take a left instead of go straight today. I used to do this game where I would flip a coin with my son. It would always freak him out and be like, okay, which way? Heads left, tails right. Mm-hmm. And one time we wound up on the top of a mountain. This is a total side note, but he was like, I don't like this game. I don't like this game because we're like way up on this road. <laughs> it's like so. <laughs> but yeah, so flipping a coin. That's you hilarious. Know? <laughs> oh, I've definitely done that when I, if you have two, if you have a decision to make and both things are, uh-huh. are weighed equally, mm-hmm. why not flip a coin? It's fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, it doesn't matter. And if you find that you're disappointed that it landed whichever way then maybe that's your answer so maybe true. that was the way to go that means you want the other one exactly and then in that in that regard it helped you make your choice this reminds me of something I was just reading today where you can look back they were talking about looking back at your life all the events in your life and how it's kind of fun and you can see where even the bad stuff led you I was telling you about this a little bit the bad stuff led you to where you are now like let's say you had mm-hmm. a, a bad roommate that you mm-hmm. just hated but they introduced a book to you mm-hmm. That kind of changed your life, mm. you know, yeah. or or um, you moved somewhere and you didn't really like it, but it really and you were kind of alone. Yeah, but it made you have time with yourself. Do you know to where you really learned? I something dated about a yourself? guy right, right out of high school mm-hmm. that even though I knew who Dr. Wayne Dyer was, mm-hmm. it was because of him that I really started paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I would say I could give you several Wayne Dyer quotes that mm-hmm. have been life changing for me. So, yeah, I mean. The point of that relationship really was yeah. to to help solidify yeah. that interest for me. Yeah. And I wish him well. Hi, <laughs> if you're watching this, Adam. <laughs> you just said his name too. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's a common name. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we're talking about the Viper Room. What we were saying earlier, like, because let's talk about the things you see out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. You know, the things that. Have you seen anything at the Viper Room? Oh, my God. Yeah, like you know, like what? Okay, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like things don't usually scare me. I don't really get rattled 
by things. You don't. You I, really don't. I really don't. It's weird, isn't it? I rely it? on that actually a lot. Thank you. Uh-huh. Which is why I, maybe I'll tell you that story. I was going to say. Should I tell that story? I don't let you tell that story okay, first. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, Marshall is like a, a rock to me, <laughs> like in terms of, or if she feels something, she doesn't show it. Like, you uh-huh. know, like dogs don't show fear <laughs> or true. something, like like wolves. <laughs> she's she's that wolf. That's a fair quality. Um, yeah. So I was... <laughs> I had just moved into this the apartment I live in now, and mm-hmm. um, I don't remember if I was sweeping or how it came about that uh-huh. this toy it was like a, a 12-sided die that it rolled out from under uh-huh. the uh, heater vent, but it rolled, and the look on her face and the chill in her... I don't mm-hmm. know what you, whatever you were feeling was mm-hmm. a palpable visceral feeling to me, and it chilled me to the core, and I felt... I don't... I can't think of the last time I felt that level of of fear in a while yeah it was so terrifying it terrified me right. to be honest I hadn't felt that since maybe 15 20 years 20 and, years and prior to, be to that clear the toy itself it's not like it was a scary toy it's that she had a history with toys this little old it looked old it was, too. It was old that's that's what it threw was. it away by the way like immediately got it out of my and house i think we saged didn't we Just yeah we there saged was, there was a feel this is when we were going through that whole like kind of awakening as yeah. we'll say it was all still pretty new yeah so it felt very significant and i think it was to remind us of other things so we'll probably get into it at some point i lived in this i was in my i just had my son and i found this apartment in missouri so when i lived in missouri and I loved this apartment. Mm-hmm. It was an old building, I think built in like the 1800s. So it was all brick. It was upstairs, had this sunken in living room, a slanted ceiling. I just thought it was all like brick. S- like y- this yeah, brick yeah, right here. Brick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this beautiful brick. So soft. <laughs> like that. <laughs> but actually, it looked like that. Yeah, like Did it was it? really amazing. How fitting. I know. So anyway, there was, um, when we first, when I first moved in there, I noticed there was there was a weird feeling in there, but I loved this apartment. I didn't really think, and it was totally spotless. They had cleaned mm. this thing from head to toe. Um, there was a, but there was a dead bat stuck to the step on the carpet, the carpeted step that went into the the living room. And I was like, huh, well, that's unusual. Look at that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Hmm. You know, and then there was a, a dead sparrow, I think, stuck between two double panes of a window in my son's bedroom, which... But didn't you... You distinctly did not see these things when you went to, like, not look Not when at, I went to go look. Right. It was, and it was spotless. It was spotless. So these things showed up after I signed the lease. Right. And I was like... And so there was this dead bird. There was no way that I could think of that it got in there. I was like, well, okay. Because it was in between the two <laughs> It was in panes. between the yeah, two panes. Yeah. And I don't remember That's how... Weird. Yeah, it was weird. I don't remember how we got rid of it. That was just, like, the first thing. And then I remember I was putting everything away. Then I found this little bitty toy, this really, really old toy back in this closet in the kitchen area, like in the cupboard. I was like, oh, look at that. Oh, I guess they just missed it. You know, and I would clean some more. Nothing was left. Everything was clean. I can't remember what I did with the toy. I probably threw it away because it kind of creeped me out a little. But I was like, "Eh." there was a little bit of a feeling to it. Fast forward to just kept finding these toys, like mm-hmm. in this random little bitty old toys, like a little car mm-hmm. or like or like a little a little plastic thing. I can't re- I can't really remember what it seemed like. There was actually a die, like a, a little die, a little thing of dice, and um, a burner would turn on sometimes 
out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, I must have just left that on. You know, but okay. it was, a, it was a, huh? A burner on the on the stove on its own accord uh-huh. would turn on. Yeah, and I think, oh well, maybe hmm. I must have done that. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. Sure, as well, any logical person would, we'd think, oh, I better pay more attention. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or um, the dog, the dogs. I had two dogs. They would get locked in the bathroom. All of a sudden, you'd hear the door just slam, and then you'd hear like this whining, and I'm like, how the hell? Did this happen right. to the dog? You know, and then I started noticing. But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I started noticing at night when I would walk in to go check on my son while he was sleeping in his crib. He was that little that um I I was getting this almost the only way to explain it is I was almost scared, and not like in a physical sense, but more like not to sound dramatic, but like in a soul level mm-hmm. sense. And the air felt extremely cold. Mm. around me I remember that now mm-hmm. and that it felt kind that's of that's a thing yeah that is a thing see but I wasn't aware of any of that yeah. stuff back then I was just like huh that's weird you know yeah. <laughs> you know I mean very skeptical and um but I always felt like Josh was safe you know my son was safe and I would picture for some reason I always kind of pictured light around his his crib which I felt like that would protect him I don't know why but that was just something that came to me to do yeah. and uh yeah, so um, fast forward to um, <laughs> my son wasn't there one weekend and I had some friends over and there was this young kid and we were all smoking pot and drinking a little bit. And there was this one kid, he just smoked a little a little weed. And all of a sudden he started getting like, he started getting really nervous. Mm. And I don't remember everything, but what I remember the most is he started freaking out, mm-hmm. like freaking out. He started screaming and started... Um, saying that the like I don't I don't remember what he was looking at but he just like started freaking out covering his face looking in the corner getting really scared and he started yeah. screaming and he ran out of the house down these stairs out into the streets just screaming saying that this house was a a, a gateway to hell and yeah <laughs> side note uh-huh. um I have nothing against smoking weed mm-hmm. but for people who are maybe uninitiated oh yeah the reason I don't smoke weed is because it makes me too sensitive yeah. to the unseen stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but my point in bringing that up is mm-hmm. I don't believe, this kid wasn't just paranoid. No. Yeah. It was, weed can be like almost like an a, amplifier. Yeah. And so I believe that it was making him w- way more sensitive to what was going on. I completely agree. So back to the gateway, gateway to hell. hell. Yeah. So it was like, like this is an <laughs> hashtag AC- gateway to hell. Yeah. This isn't an ACDC song. You know, I was like, what the hell? So, but I, I never really smoked pot that much back then. So I yeah. just thought, oh, that's weird. That's a really strong reaction. You know, right. I, you I wrote thought, it off. Right. Like I, as you some said, of you who are listening to this right now, you just think the kid was burning. Exactly. And, um, and then another time, and there were just all these weird things that just kept happening. The dogs also started to get, they started to fight. Sometimes, like they would get this chill in the room, no joke, and then all of a sudden they would just start fighting with each other. And these guys got along great. Mm-hmm. And then one time their chains, their 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 collars got stuck around each other, and they were choking. Oh. And I don't know how I got them apart, but like that was weird to me. Like yeah. like these weird things would happen, or people would come over, and all of a sudden they would be angry, you know, mm-hmm. or there would be a lot of arguments, you know. I mean, it was just really weird. And then there was the the one of the last things. I remember as I was going down, it was during the day and I was going down, I was just acknowledging that this, I started to accept, okay, this place is just a little spooky or maybe it's just me. I'm just getting a little, you know, at night. I, I didn't like 
walking around at night in the apartment. Mm-hmm. I will I will admit that. I was I was kind of like like when you're a little kid and you'll run and you'll jump in bed and you'll just stay in bed because did you think there's something under there or there's something in the closet? Yeah. <laughs> like I, that's kind of what I resorted to. So that 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 was that. But then so all these things just kept happening. So then during the day I decide I have to go to the store. I get into my car, not thinking anything of it. Um, and I adjusted the rearview mirror and there was someone it looked like in the back seat and I just saw these red kind of like bloodshot eyes and like somebody from the seventies with like the short brown hair with like a jean jacket on just glaring literal nightmare. Yeah. That's literally like the plot to a scary movie. Exactly. And it was like, but the, the ominous evil feeling from that, I mean, it scared me so bad I stopped and I turned around because it was such a surprise. Like, I really thought somebody was in the backseat of the car and there was no one there. Right. So I hopped out of the car. I was like, what the hell? And I, I like walked around the house for like a little bit outside trying to like calm myself down. I was like, okay, there's nothing there. You have to go to the store because I think I needed to get diapers, you know, and yeah. things like that. So I think maybe a day or two after that, I ended up having this nightmare where, uh, I was, I don't remember. Oh, 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 the wait. The elevator? Yeah, the, it was like, it was like um, a metal elevator, basically, like almost like a freight elevator, but it was kind of crooked. And I just kept going down. And there's all these, this loud sound, like this clanking of like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, like going down yeah. each level, each level. And it was just, and there was like heat and it was uh, thick. The air was thick and it just felt like there was like screams and, it felt reddish and like the color in my mind. And, and it was basically, and I saw a face um, that I don't really remember, but it was kind of golden. It was like light around it. And it was basically telling me, it was warning me that if I didn't leave this house, my son, something was going to happen to my son. And my son also late early, right before that dream, the day of that dream, I had locked, I had like a childproof gate to block him so he couldn't go get out of the kitchen with me. And I had the door, I guess I thought I had it locked, but needless to say, somehow he got through that gate in his walker and was going right for the the open doorway to go completely down the stairs. And that would have killed him, 100%. Mm -hmm. And then I had that dream that night. And I woke up, I mean, in a sweat. I just was, I was screaming. It was the most terrifying, most visceral. I have never experienced anything like it since. Mm -hmm. And it really felt like a message. And I was like, like a big old warning. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I, I, I got out of that house. I was like, I am out of here. And I went and I stayed with my mom. I got out of my um, lease, my lease, the whole thing. I didn't care. I didn't care how much money I was out. I didn't give a shit. If I have to pay rent for the rest of the year, that's fine. I don't care. I managed to get out of it and all that. But it turns out that I was telling somebody about this dream. And it turns out that somebody that had been there that night when that kid had gone screaming from the house saying that this was a gateway to hell. That was exactly what he saw, was what I dreamt about. He said all of a sudden he went somewhere, he felt like he went somewhere. All of a sudden he was like in this big giant metal elevator and he was, but it was kind of crooked and he was going boom, 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 down all of these levels and then the heat and the air and he felt like, and he saw like, he he said demons and screaming and, and just, I mean, it freaked. That's why he ran down the street, freaking out. And nobody ever wow. told me this because they didn't want me to get freaked out because I already didn't like the house as it was. I was starting to get this yeah. feeling of like, but I was like, okay, that's not realistic. You got to stay. This is where you live. You signed a lease, and then I had that dream, and I was like, tr- turns out, 
like a year or two later, they demolished that building. There was a basement in that house. Mm-hmm. And within that basement was a secret dungeon, basically, that had shackles. They had like torture devices. And this shit was old. I yeah. mean, it was like really, really old. Didn't and you say like 1800s? Like the 1800s. And that house was built during that. So obviously, they had said it looked like people were tortured down there. Yeah. Yeah. There's shackles in a basement dungeon yeah yeah i good I, things probably aren't no afoot. no and it felt i mean that house felt evil and i don't know that that came across in my story but there was just so many bad things but i just kept finding those toys oh and then Man. also this is the peekaboo thing so i would find all these toys and you just kept get, kept getting scarier and scarier and scarier and then after i moved out my friend was who used to babysit my son she was saying when I was going to school, she she was saying, you know, I'm so glad you guys moved out of there because I didn't want I didn't want you to think that I was crazy. But Joshua would sit on my lap and he would just start giggling and he would look in the doorway and just start playing peekaboo with nothing in the door. He would just giggle and giggle and shit and he just kept doing it. Wow. And she was like, Josh, <laughs> what are you looking at, what's, sweetie? What's, what's that? What's going on? She said he would just giggle and point. Because he couldn't really speak back then. He was an infant. And just point to the doorway. And she didn't want me to think she was crazy. And then when I told her that, she was like, I, I, I," she's like, that house was evil. She's like, and she was the same. She would never talk about stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what was amazing to me about that. So fast forward to me knocking a toy out from under this Mm -hmm. heater vent. And the look on Marshall's face, like for her, it was like she was thrust back in time to uh-huh. that level of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt what like it had found means. me. That's what I basically felt yeah. like. I felt like that energy was back, that it was around me yeah. or that it had been looking. You know, I don't know. I mean, that's how I felt. And that's why we got rid of it. <laughs> now, my my apartment's fine. Yeah. It's great. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I feel very protected there. And I think I want to tell you the key story. Yeah, yeah, I do. So... um. This particular night, uh, this was when my mom was visiting a couple uh-huh. years ago. And so my mom had a key to my apartment. Marshall has a key to my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, have a key to my apartment. <laughs> um, my mom was out with someone who I, she'd known from way back. And Marshall and I were about to leave to go somewhere. And I know my mom, we were expecting my mom to return mm-hmm. Um, and so we, since we knew she was bringing a friend over into my space, we decided, hey, let's bring some sage and kind of yeah. like set an intention for this space so we don't have anything unwanted come in. Uh-huh. So we went through the entire apartment and burned sage uh-huh. and like set uh-huh. some stuff. And then and then um, we were leaving, but I forgot something. So I had uh-huh. to go back inside. Mm-hmm. They just they and they just got there, right? right I'm uh-huh. about to say. So mm-hmm. right about as I was going to unlock my back door, their car pulls up because yeah. they were going to park in my parking spot. Mm-hmm. So it was contingent on me leaving. Mm-hmm. But my lock wouldn't work, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "Well, wait a second. This is really this is really disconcerting because if I can't get back in, she can't get back in, and then uh-huh. the whole thing's off." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Well, Marshall, you try your key. Uh-huh. Couldn't do it. Couldn't unlock it. The door would not." turn no key just say it wouldn't turn right right yeah mm-hmm. so then i was like after trying and trying and trying mom you have a key let's try your key yeah. so we try a third key it's not budging i can't get into my apartment and it's not a matter of going around to the front door because it's bolted uh-huh. or 
it's got the chain. Yeah. It's bolted and chained. So we couldn't use it. Yeah. So it, there was the only mm-hmm. way in would be through the back door mm-hmm. or breaking a window, which mm-hmm. is not an option. <laughs> um, so I think we probably tried for 10, 15 minutes. We did for a while. It was very frustrating. And we're considering calling a locksmith mm-hmm. or the management <clears throat> and all this or the other thing. So my mom finally goes to a friend and says, hey, look, I'm sorry. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to call it a night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really great to catch up with you. But... Um, yeah. We're going to have to stay and figure this out. Mm-hmm. So the woman takes her car. The second she rounds the corner, my door unlocks. Yep. I have never in my life had an issue with that lock before or since. Nope. 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 And there, you couldn't convince me otherwise. That woman was not supposed to be in my apartment. And all three of us looked at each other. We yes. Like, and my yeah. mom, I can't say what mm-hmm. for certain what she believes or what she concluded yeah. about mm-hmm. any of that because she has her own way of looking at the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you cannot deny that that's weird. You and I both were like, I don't think she was supposed to come in this way. Right. <laughs> I mean, like we both really, because people leave energy, you know, like people give off, you know, or things are attached to them. Some people yeah. would say, I believe that. that was, I a hundred percent believe really that. really something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and I, I, you know, I'm not trying to say that she's a bad person. No, I, no. I really don't understand why she wasn't supposed to be in uh-huh. my place, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm glad that I, that that happened yeah yeah oh me too that was just that was the coolest thing. it's <laughs> so, so cool funny. like and as you weird. were telling it i was kind of reliving it i was like oh, three yeah, that's right different yeah. keys marshall that was insane to me mm-hmm. i love that stuff though i gotta tell you yeah. like that's what i'm saying that that stuff doesn't scare me anymore now the toy did freak me out because i i just i just didn't expect it and that was a time that was very terrifying that was a true right. and i haven't been scared like that since to be honest. Not even at the Viper Room, Not which even can the, be creepy. That's what I was just about to say. So, like, even at the Viper Room. And now, as we've said, I think it was in maybe the last episode or the episode before, um, upstairs is kind of ghostly feeling. And they've had like ghost adventures there. and um, Which is a show that yeah. shoots and like tries to find the paranormal activity and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. If you and haven't then, heard of it. And then what was the other show that was there? Buzzworthy? Oh, no, or, BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed. That's right. There we go. BuzzFeed. And they do a, they kind of do like an unsolved mystery thing. There's one, and there's two hosts. One's really skeptical and one's really like. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of fun. But so, you know, and that place is known, people would say that it's haunted. I would definitely agree with that. Well, it's also <laughs> very well known for mm-hmm. uh, River Phoenix passed away yeah. there. So a lot of people associate the Viper Room with him as well, even though that happened quite a while ago. And while that building has been around since like the 30s, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's a lot of history to that place. So upstairs, I mean, I definitely, I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought, oh, it's kind of cool. You know, like, we'll wait and see, see what happens. I would go over there with, you know, my husband and, and hang out. Um one time I'm sitting in the office and this was the first thing where I was like, okay, something's up with this. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's some, I would have swore that this, that somebody walked into the office because mm. I, I saw them like, and it wasn't even out of the corner of my eye, but it was kind of the corner of my eye, but it was kind of like cat corner. Right. But I literally saw it. And then I looked again and I realized no one was there. Yeah. And that was my first experience. I was like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, and then, but it now, and then you'll hear footsteps running over, like, I don't know, above, I guess in the ceiling. I don't know if there's an attic there. I don't know what it is there. But you hear footsteps. I've, 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 I've felt 
something. Um, I thought somebody, I thought you walked back from the bathroom once. You weren't there yet. <laughs> there was nobody there. <laughs> I didn't I th- know that. I thought you walked around. This is one night when it was like really packed and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to venture forth to go to the bathroom, which is like a whole thing. And I thought you were finally back. <laughs> and I turned yeah, around to be like, those lines, man. I know. I turned around to say something sarcastic about somebody, you know, who wouldn't leave us alone. And you weren't there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> there's also a spot that uh, people will have experiences. The knees will buckle. Yeah, they'll fall. Some people have fallen. Some people have fallen. passed out. Yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. like a particular spot at the bar. Mm-hmm. Almost, I guess, like a mini little vortex. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But for whatever reason in that same spot, people have little whoopsies, when little I, accidents. It's, it's true. When I first met Tommy, I was standing in that spot later on that night. Yeah. And I did notice my knees buckle. <laughs> I, I made a joke about it because I didn't know that that was the spot. Yeah. And when they were doing the ghost adventure story, Tommy talked about that spot. And I was like, that is a thing where people pass out and they get their knees buckle. I'm like... I just thought it was you, you know, <laughs> you know, like, wow, you really got to I me. I get so weak in the knees. <laughs> but no, it wasn't him. <laughs> so that seemed funny. But he said, people have said that like bottles of knock will get knocked off the shelf for no reason. will go flying off a shelf or glasses. Tommy said he's seen it. And Tommy's a big Super skeptic. skeptic. Like he just doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, you know, he's cool. He can't talk about that shit. So but he said he's seen glasses go like sliding across the bar. You know, or like he's felt things. He's seen people pass out in that exact same yeah. spot. But he does admit, this is what I was going to say, when you go downstairs, yeah, that there's like a pressure change. that, And it feels, the air feels thicker. Mm-hmm. Like what, what happens for me when we, we were talking about sometimes physical symptoms will happen. Yeah. Um, for me, it seems like whenever I'm in sort of a, a darker, if there's something darker around, it'll make me take notice to like pay attention to what's going on. I feel like there's like my <laughs> the right side of my nose starts to drain. It's like some like sinus, sinuses. Like my sinuses just starts to like on the right side. It's always that one. And it, or you'll feel like you'll hear sound in your ears or, mm. or I don't know. It just feels heavy. What, were you gonna say something? Mm-mm. Um, but downstairs definitely feels more evil. I gotta say, or more serious. It's a more of an ominous feel. To me, yeah, um, I can feel a difference. It feels, the air feels thicker. It feels, uh, God, how do you put these things into words? I know. It's palpable and it's, and it's, it's, um, and it feels physical and almost a dampening of, Uh I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I, I wish it's we could get this weird. really across to you guys because it's it's really cool though too. At the same time, you're like, wow, there's definitely something else going on. But like up, like upstairs though, I've felt I felt like things have been pulling my hair or kicking kicking the the stool I was sitting on, and I was getting mad at this guy next to me, and then I realized he wasn't doing anything. <laughs> I mean, like all kinds. Of, and then downstairs, now I heard through the grapevine from people who know Johnny Depp as well that he saw, and I didn't know this when. I saw this thing that he was downstairs in the downstairs lounge and he saw like a dot like floating through the air. Mm-hmm. And I think he heard static mm. and then he kind of like blacked out. He didn't really remember like what happened. And then he like woke up if I'm, if I'm remembering like correctly, it's close enough to that. It's close to that kind of a story. I was downstairs and I, you know, I was walking into the lounge and I and Tommy was doing something. He went to the closet. And I looked up. I, there was someone sitting on the bar. 
mm-hmm. but like in a 1920s or 30s style shirt, it was a guy with like suspenders mm-hmm. and he turned his head towards me and I heard static and then I, I don't really remember. And then all of a sudden I looked again and he was gone. Wow. I am not kidding. And then I heard the Johnny Depp story later and I was like, static? He heard static? And, and the oh, guy shit. told me the Johnny Depp story because I mentioned static. And he was like, oh my God. And supposedly, I don't know, maybe somebody's buried down there. They don't, they don't know. But there's definitely like... Mm, maybe died there or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, I've, I don't really... Like, I'll see stuff out of the corner of my eye. Um, or I'll see stuff in my mind's eye. Uh-huh. But I don't see really th- stuff in real space mm-hmm. that is that much of... Like, what you're describing is like... That sounds like a person, like you sound like you're describing like a ghostly person. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a lot of experiences of of seeing things, but I've certainly felt a lot of stuff mm-hmm. or I'll know things. Yes, yes. Um, she does. I can completely contest it. Yeah. I attest to and this. sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like the information I know feels eerie and mm-hmm. significant where mm-hmm. I know it's like, oh, this is a premonition. Like it mm-hmm. has a certain quality mm-hmm. of feeling. Sorry, I just realized I'm very far from my mic. And then there's times where you are just privy to information that hasn't been stated about Mm -hmm. maybe like a person that you're Mm -hmm. encountering. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like a little superpower where you're like, Oh "Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I, you just, maybe I'll just like kind of sit on that info. I'm, I'm, I've gotten really good about there's things, there are things for me to know and not to say. Exactly. And uh, I've gotten really good at not giving advice unless I'm asked. Mm -hmm. Um, cause, cause it's kind of a waste of time and energy Mm -hmm. unless somebody is ready to hear some stuff anyway. People have to be ready to hear it. Right. Um, so one of my physical sensations I'll get is like, I call it my spidey sense is like, it feels Mm -hmm almost like a squeeze on the arm as mm-hmm. if as if there was like pressure mm-hmm. uh but it but it's a little different than a actual squeeze because it's not mm-hmm. i don't think mm-hmm. i mean i guess it could be mm-hmm. a non-physical thing trying to like give me that it sensation could. to get my inner my my uh, attention yeah i wonder what it is are they but, trying to tell you they're there or i don't know um I basically just pay attention. I I have not. It's been happening to me now for years, mm-hmm. and I've not come to any conclusions about what exactly is happening. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But it usually makes me pay way more attention to my surroundings when mm-hmm. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Like like okay, well, let's pretend this is a an alert. Mm-hmm. So what might what might happen in the next twenty mm-hmm. thirty minutes? Yeah, you know. So I'll be mm-hmm. extra vigilant. Um, or I guess it has okay. There has been one time mm-hmm. where I was speaking with an old roommate whose mother had passed. Yeah. And she, I don't remember exactly everything we were talking about other than just maybe delving into a little bit of the, of, mm-hmm. of our belief system about what happens to loved ones after they die. Uh-huh. And I remember feeling that. And so I literally said, hello. Didn't hear anything. You felt the squeeze, you mean? I felt the uh-huh. squeeze, and I said hello, uh-huh. and acknowledged that, because I was experimenting. I was uh-huh. like, well, what if this means, you know, that yeah. her mother's here yeah. on some level, and mm-hmm. she's trying to communicate? Mm-hmm. Not a comfortable place for me to explore, <laughs> but I was being open and trying. Um, so then I just got this overwhelming urge to give this girl a hug. I mean, it uh-huh. was just like a, com- a compulsion, and so uh-huh. I said is it okay if I hug you? And she broke down into tears 
and said, like, just kind of like, yes. And she crumbled into me uh-huh. as if she was my child. Uh-huh. And I, I held on to her and uh-huh. I felt very protective of her in that uh-huh. moment. Um, and then after we had that embrace, she said, I said to my mom in my mind, um, if it's you, I wish I could hug you right now. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah. That's, whoa. Yeah. Like, I'm getting chills now <laughs> I know, just talking about it. And what I want to say to that is, like, all this stuff, you know, it could be scary. But we instead, we look at it as like, ooh, that's so exciting. I do now. What does that mean? Yeah, back yeah. in the day, maybe. Well, even as this was happening, it mm-hmm. was uncomfortable. It was kind of freaking mm-hmm. me out a little bit because mm-hmm. I hadn't fully gotten used to this idea. Of, I hadn't given a lot of thought to yeah. death. Yeah. And what that means and what the other yeah. side means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But now it's really cool and comforting. It is comforting. It's completely changed the way I look at death. Yeah. My me relationship too. with death has com- and grief has completely changed. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was like, do I want to go down that road? I, I definitely am talking about that. Yeah. Wherever you want to go. I definitely have a different, I don't want to say relationship with death, but I look at it differently. Mm-hmm. It's still. It's still incredibly sad. Of course. I mean, of course. But I do feel like the real them is still around. I remember when my grandfather died, I was in the um, hospital room with him. There was a whole bunch of us, my whole family. And when he when he actually passed, when he left, yeah. that's what it felt like. It was like, I, like the room all of a sudden kind of became sort of fuzzy to me, like on the outside, like sort of like opaque, mm-hmm. you know? And then it was like I saw something leave him, like something kind of whitish, lightish, Whoa. almost misty, mm-hmm. like go straight up. And I remember everybody was crying, and, it, and like the, the sound got really different to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember just smiling because I was crying. But then when I saw that, I just felt so warm. And so I'm about to cry now. Mm-hmm. I just felt so filled with love. And mm-hmm. I just smiled. <laughs> I'm about to cry. Yeah. I just, I just, let it go. I just smiled because yeah. I felt like that was my grandpa. It was. <laughs> and he was at peace. <laughs> and he was feeling immense joy. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. he was free from the body that whatever was going on with his body in that uh-huh. moment, yeah. he was released from that physical pain and suffering yeah and he was surrounded by loved by his family yeah my grandpa was awesome and he was being greeted by his loved ones waiting for him on the the other other side side. yeah my mind that's how it works exactly Uh, when i i had a very old dear friend die a few years ago and that was like the kind of like a lifting of the veil I'm about to cry again. <laughs> I didn't expect okay. this. Yeah. But of of realizing how magical this world is and um and how like it's almost like a game done here of like let's see where we how far can we go? Mm-hmm. How can we get to where we're supposed to go mm-hmm. and how quickly can we do it? And mm-hmm. it's almost like I can't really explain that I don't think cuz I'm trying I'm starting to filter myself on on what I want to say about this. But it just, I definitely feel like he's still very much around. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that he's his true self. So, I don't know. I think we what it is is we miss the physical sense of them. We yeah. we miss 
the things that could have happened, you know, or that could have been. And and we put a lot of stock into the physical aspect. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's real. It's so, I'm knocking on something wood here. Yeah. It is the most palpable. So it seems like it's everything sometimes. It's like we say, we're spiritual beings who came here to have a physical existence. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe we want to share that experience with certain people and we all Mm -hmm. find each other. I believe in that. I believe that's why certain people, you have these connections to people you can't explain, but it doesn't mean they're going to be in your life forever. They could just be there for a little bit, or maybe you're just supposed to grow together for a little bit to figure things out. Mm -hmm. Like some of our friends, you know, that that left the circle, you know, we had to, we couldn't have figured out who we are and what we are and the way life is without each other. And then everybody has to go off on their own way. I was going to say, I don't know that I've ever had an experience with a human because I've had pets pass mm-hmm. um, where where they had that moment of passing. But then I keep thinking about there was this accident that mm-hmm. happened right in front of my bedroom mm-hmm. and while I was sleeping. And I was really, really, really tired that night. Mm-hmm. But I was aware on some level of, of this, this horrific accident happening. And it... Um, and I always had felt like I had a sense of a person, mm-hmm. like almost being like pushed, like a, like a like the yeah. impact, like like they were thrown, not physically their body, but their mm-hmm. soul, if you will. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But but I but because I wasn't like fully conscious, I was like half asleep. But I never really had given too much thought. Fast forward about, I think it might have been two years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at this restaurant. And I felt compelled to talk to these this table of three people. Mm-hmm. It, well, it was three people. My fingers went to four. Three people. <laughs> well, you would be the fourth. But yeah. <laughs> or. Or. The, or. <laughs> whoa. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Three people <laughs> living. Well, anyway, the <clears throat> parents, which I found out, gone uh, to pay their bill. And so I was speaking to this, like, daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's like... I could just tell that there was both a heaviness like grief, Mm -hmm. but like relief at the same time. Uh She just started to speak about where they came from, from the hospital and how they finally pulled the plug on her sister who had been in this horrific accident. And I knew instantly that it was the accident that happened right in front of my apartment. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just knew. Uh And I said, that sounds like, did it was it like a big SUV and it rolled over a bunch of times and she she was like yes yes I was like I literally took pictures of that like it was right in front of my home and wow. I'm so sorry and she was explaining how this poor girl had they tried just so hard to save her because she was so young uh-huh. but she was a, a vegetable and what I'm realizing is I don't think she ever came back to her body after that. Wow. I think she left her body at the crash mm-hmm. and I felt it mm-hmm. and that um, maybe I don't know how it all works, but maybe she was she couldn't be put to rest until her body was like allowed to pe- to pass. I bet that's true. But mm-hmm. um, they were the family was relieved. I mean, it was sad, yeah. but they were actually relieved. They never meant they didn't want her to be kept alive in that way. Mm-hmm. They didn't wish that for her, but mm-hmm. it was like. The hospital had done that, um, and, and it was out of their hands somehow. But mm-hmm. 
it was so many layers to that were fascinating to me. The compulsion I felt to speak to these people. Right, right. I wouldn't normally like just be like, how are you to a complete stranger? No, that's not you. And start yeah. to investigate. But I just, I just mm-hmm. followed that and it was, it was very, uh, it was very interesting. So that's sort of the lesson in that a little bit is follow the prompts. Yeah. You know, let's pay attention to what you're feeling or what you're hearing or, and don't write it off as crazy. Or yeah. if you do get, or like pets will, are, we both have stories of this. Like my dog would just, at, in the corner, there's nothing there. But my dog will just start barking. Yeah. And this particular, you know, and, and you're like, huh. But you can't help but get a feeling of like, I think there's something there. You know, you know how cats will do like the slow blink? Uh-huh. Like if I have a, like Sophie will often be looking off. Mm-hmm. She'll be doing the slow blink. And I'm like, who are you slow blinking to? <laughs> I know slow blink means I love you. Who are you loving on? Wow. She'll just be looking off. And I don't think blink. I realized you were saying that once. That she looks off in the corner and does that. Well, not necessarily mm-hmm. a corner. Or it could be a doorway. It's just yeah. off where nothing else is. Like the baby, like my son. As a child, yes. if you can't if you're if you can't see it, like I'm doing the hands over the Peek-a-boo. eyes, peekaboo, yeah, completely beautiful rings, by the way. Well, thank you. <laughs> love you your much. jewelry choices. Thank you. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'd be able to see <laughs> be able to our see. jewelry choices. There's so many amazing um, stories of of just I think you know like I don't think River Phoenix is still at the damn Viper Room, but you know I think he is at peace personally yeah. you know but like but i think energy can be left when something traumatic happens yeah you know? i don't think loved ones like on the other side means that they're ghosts yeah like i don't i'm not going to no. try to explain how it all works but i'll just yeah. say i think a like ghost is seems to be when something's like still around maybe maybe that's like the trail of energy a little bit but the spirit mm-hmm. itself is wherever it is you know you know well, and if we have a multi-dimensional existence and time isn't linear yeah who knows if it's not just like you're saying like an echo of something yeah mm-hmm. um also i recently came across this explanation for being like something someone being psychic uh-huh. and someone being a medium uh-huh. and it really clicked for me uh-huh. now i don't I don't label myself. Mm-hmm. I, I can use the word intuition pretty mm-hmm. comfortably, but mm-hmm. I've never thought of myself as a medium or a psychic or I whatever. I agree. I agree. Same thing. But they said it as like this, that a medium is able to to read and communicate with consciousness that is no longer in a physical form. Okay. And that psychic ability is the ability to read and interpret energy. That makes sense. And I was like, oh, I can buy I'm into gonna, that. I'm going to borrow that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going like to borrow that. that because I talk a lot about energy mm-hmm. and being able to read and sense energy mm-hmm. and feel mm-hmm. energy and all this and mm-hmm. the other thing. And then, and it's, it, you know, if, if that's what psychic is, then all of a sudden it feels really accessible. Yeah. And it makes me think, well, then are we all a little psychic or is it just a matter of being open to it? I mean, I, maybe it comes down to choice, choosing yeah. to, to dive into that. Or you close yourself off. Yeah. Because we all you have know? senses that yeah. are physical. Yeah. And that makes sense to us that some of us might have a stronger sense of smell or better mm-hmm. hearing or better vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are also sixth senses. Exactly. And that maybe they're stronger for some than others. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I, I feel like you will talk mm-hmm. about seeing things. Mm-hmm. I will talk usually about feeling things. Uh-huh. It's just it's just a different way of uh-huh. interpreting mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. 
It really is. Yeah. Or like places will have a vibe. They'll have an energy. That's mm-hmm. that's what we were saying about the Viber Room. It has this almost like a vortexy kind of feel. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it I is. I love this example. Have you ever walked into a room after an argument has taken place and uh-huh. you can still feel the tension? Yeah. It, it's like a palpable feeling. It feels thick or heavy or... Or just um, unnerving. Yeah, unnerving. It's like maybe mm-hmm. phonetic or frantic. And yeah. that's you sensing energy. Yeah. That's why when you get a when you get your place, you get a new place, you move in somewhere or whatever, you want to sage it, I think. Yeah. Because it does feel like it clears the air. Get rid of the old residual energy of... of the past inhabitants. When I was in Italy and I was visiting these, what are they called, domos? Uh-huh. These churches, extravagant, beautiful churches. Mm-hmm. There was such a peace walking in there. The mm-hmm. energy felt mm-hmm. special. It just mm-hmm. felt like a special place. You don't have to be religious no. to to appreciate that these there's an intention for these buildings mm-hmm. and that it's palpable and that I, when people go yeah. again and again with this mm-hmm. intention and this mm-hmm. love and whatever that it you, it can be felt it, it the space holds that i agree 100 whenever i travel i like to go to old churches i like to yeah. go explore and it's not because because i think religion that's a whole other topic but i think that it's kind of sometimes it's twisted things a little bit um but i believe in you know god I do. Um, and I feel like that intention, like you said, was there in those buildings. That's why they were built. And, and when people gather, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 pray or whatever, I think that, yeah, that energy is it's there. You feel it. Something something special happens or, or like a, I'm thinking of Oklahoma right now because there was a lot of sadness with the Native Americans in Oklahoma. And I remember one time my brother and I were driving to my dad's. I've told you about this. Mm-hmm. It was really late at night. We were going there for Thanksgiving and we, it was, we were driving around this corner and there was a, a bunch of trees and a little bit of a clearing over across the way. And I think it was a full moon. So we were able to kind of see a little more than you usually could. Um, we both saw like native Americans dancing around in like way back when old regalia, but they were almost like um, kind of glowing, like silvery light almost, mm-hmm. but yet with a little bit of color and they were dancing and then we could hear the song and we've been listening to, you know, a book on tape, you know, or something. So we were like, not to done, you know, like, and then yeah. all of a sudden we both, as we we're approaching this corner, we both were looking straight ahead and we both kind of stopped not not driving, but I mean, like we just our, our heads were just like, huh, you know. And then yeah. as we turned the corner, we were both kind of quiet. And my brother goes, or I think we both sit around the same time. Did you see that? Did you see that? You know, like, and then we were both like, we heard it, and yeah. then it just disappeared. It yeah. just disappeared. Otherwise, we would have thought there were really some people there that were kind of silvery looking. But we would have yeah, you would have like, justified it as maybe something literally happening. Yeah, because it's Oklahoma, as opposed to maybe like yeah. an echo of something. Yeah, happening. but I be- that I mean. It was magical. I mean, and so you and t- you two saw it together, and we're yeah. on the same page. But Must he stayed be nice. with it. Yeah, he stayed with it, as opposed to my apparition story, where the other person was like, "Nope, didn't happen." <laughs> exactly. Which I had another. You said something about, um, I don't know, I can't remember, but somebody blacking out. Maybe it's something you did. Uh-huh. This same person, uh-huh. the apparition story. They had a story when they were younger. They were at a friend's house, and they always the friends had always talked about how there was a ghost there, a ghost mm-hmm. there, a ghost there, and he that made him nervous or whatnot. And he was like in the bathroom and doing whatever you do in a bathroom. And he said that the shower curtain all of a sudden just like as if a gust of wind just like moved really strongly. Whoa. And he says he 
doesn't remember what happened after that, uh-huh. but that what the people said happened was that he walked straight out really slowly outside into the rain and laid down on the grass. <gasps> and that's where he woke up. So he blacked out. And they were like, wow. Hey, hey, are you okay? I think that experience was so traumatic for him mm-hmm. that he never quite recovered. I think you're right. Yeah, because I've, I've you know, I, I often tried to speak, and, and he would talk to some extent about mm-hmm. stuff, but um, there was like a line he just wouldn't cross. Yeah, I think some people just, it's it, it, it frightens them on a level they don't really understand. Yeah. So I'd rather shut it down. I can relate to that. I yeah. felt like for a long time it frightened me on a level I didn't mm-hmm. understand. And pushing through that fear mm-hmm. was extremely uncomfortable. You you telling that story about the house ever reminds like ever since I was little though I always felt like I saw or heard things, but um, I was a, a young I think I was like thirteen. My parents um, were building this house, and my my little brother uh, Kevin was mm, maybe five I think at the time, and there was like this little house uh, on the, on the property that they would live in. It was a tiny little cramped house while they were building mm-hmm. the, the, the main house. That was, I, that was everybody's favorite house out of the family. It, was, it felt like that was like the home. Anyway, weird stuff started happening in this little house. And so my, my mom, my stepmom, Bonnie named, she's like, there's a ghost here. And she just named it Oscar. Mm. So nobody would be <laughs> afraid of it. You know what I mean? But like salt shakers would be moved. Things would be, they would put stuff up and then they would be in another cabinet, you know? And then like, uh, or I think she said she saw footprints on the floor once, you know, like weird little things. Yeah. And my, my little brother would, that's why she was like, oh, it's just Oscar, you know, <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, or like he would went to grab the salt shaker. I remember there's something about the salt shaker because I was young, so I don't quite remember the details, but something about reaching for a salt shaker that they had just put down and it was moved completely over to the other side. And they're like, that's well, just Oscar, you know, like everybody's trying to laugh about it. And then the house, fast forward to the house is actually built. This is in Oklahoma, by the way. The house is actually built. And my uncle Mike was coming to stay and he was staying in this the, the little old house. And Bonnie had made some joke and told him about Oscar. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one night, and he, he started noticing weird little things. He's like, where's the toilet paper? I put the toilet paper down and it wouldn't be there anymore. And it, you're like, and so that's why she was always joking about it. One night, <laughs> he, he he's laying in bed and he's kind of like, you know, trying to get to sleep and he heard something and he's kind of looking around. So he's a little spooked. And then he's like, okay, just ignore it, ignore it. And then he felt a presence all of a sudden. He said he felt weight laying on the bed next to him and he saw the indention of a head on the pillow and he said he jumped up. My aunt, my mom said he jumped up and just started screaming and ran out of the house. And he was like, "I'm never sleeping in this house again." Like, oh my god! So you know, my my stepmom had this kind of humorous approach towards it, so that way it wasn't quite so scary. Yeah. So maybe that was a little bit of my introduction to where I wouldn't be, or maybe I just naturally had an inclination to be like, "Wow." As long as it wasn't hurting me. Because there's definitely some yeah. scary stories out there where people are, like my house, the, the house, that one house that I lived in, that freaked me out. And that's what I mean. I am pretty, I'm a cool, cool cucumber with stuff like that. I don't know why. I just always have been. But that's, that's what I expect from you. Thank you. Oh, I so, so when you get startled, that I mean, I don't know that I've ever really seen you startled since. I don't think I have But been. when I saw you startled, that's why I was like, what, 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 what? I remember you saying that. You said like all the blood rushed yeah. from my face. Yeah, I mean, like, I couldn't explain you guys. It was like this feeling and I was like, oh my God, it found me. You know? <laughs> or like I hadn't thought about that. I had not thought about that 
since, geez, at least 10 years. Yeah. You know, I hadn't, if, if, if not longer, I had not thought about that until that little piece of dye, that dye, is it dye? Is that what you say? The dye rolled out from underneath the... I mean, I think you would say a 12-sided dye. I think it's dye, yeah. But I think you can call it a dice... Wait, no, whatever. Anyway, dice. that thing rolled dice out. Yeah, so I think it's a die. It's a die. So the die, that's, that just sounds wrong though, doesn't it? But the die well, rolled out. Well, the irony out. of the word being die. Yeah, that might be why I'm, dun, I'm, dun, I'm dun. resistant to that. But you We're know, also resistant to being wrong. <laughs> we don't want to say the wrong word and then have you guys correct us. Make fun like, of well, us. There's things we've said wrong in past episodes. We're like, Ugh. It just drives us crazy because yeah. we're both a little bit of perfectionist. Yeah. And we, we think also about don't it. want you to think we're dumb. No, because we're, we're not. not. But we might. I'm, I'm a little grammar challenged sometimes as I've gotten older. I've noticed that. I used to be really good with grammar. <laughs> but now now my excuse is, well, I grew up in Oklahoma. We don't, we're not too, you know. <laughs> We weren't too keen we're too on getting careful. that right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did it. We did we it. We started talking about some start. shit. I think it's a good start. I, as we were talking, there was other things that were popping into Me my too. brain. I was like, nope, we're going to save that. We're going to save that little one. Me too. Because there's so much yeah. to dive into with that. Mm -hmm. But email us, you guys. Tell us your stories or yeah. what do you think? What's happened to you? I mean, that's we'll call it campfire stories. It's and the best. Emailing is the best because... Uh, as opposed to the other platforms because mm -hmm. one we'll be able to organize it easier mm -hmm. we'll also be able to like read it more easily mm -hmm. and you have a little more room to to go Expand. although mm -hmm. don't be long-winded because if it's too long-winded it's not really something we can read unless we have to really oh summarize you mean out loud, it. Out yeah. loud. Uh -huh. so if you want it maybe to be a story you want us to share Keep that in mind and keep that in keep. So keep brevity in mind and also keep in mind if you want to be anonymous or not. Yeah, let us know. But if there's ever anything you want to share and you want us to talk about it, we will completely talk about it. We'll, we'll say so and so yeah. said. We'll start to collect these. Yeah. So start now so we can so we can build our little our little story. And if you want to like, hey, maybe you want to leave a five star review <laughs> and you want to leave the review as a little story. Maybe we'll uh, read that. Which, by the way, oh, just to. To circle back around to it, keep talking while I pull this up. We told you we would uh, read oh, if we got yes, one. So yes, you, yes. you talk about something while I pull it up. Well, we just want to thank you guys for all the positive feedback and for listening and coming back in and, and you know, checking us out each week. And it's really great. We didn't expect to have such a great little community already. And it means the world to us that you guys actually get it and you care and you want to listen. And I love that the comments. Ooh, and... we're up to 18 five-star ratings. Oh, that, okay, so we have a Florida man uh, <laughs> comment from Ape Rock. It says Florida man is the title. And then five stars. Very important. Very important. <laughs> Charged with attacking minion of Florida boardwalk. <laughs> and I imagine a minion, like someone dressed in a minion costume. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, but whereas, we really don't know because it's it's the Florida Man Challenge. Yeah. And um, if you don't know what we're talking about, well, you missed out because you haven't listened to the episode. Shame on you. Was that episode two or three? I think it was episode two. two. Mm -hmm. Episode two. Episode two. If you want to know what the heck we're talking about with this Florida, Florida Man, Man stories. Well, there we have it. There you are. Here's episode Five? five? <laughs> is it five or six? <laughs> oh, shoot. I was just there. I think this is five. I think this is five. Um, anyway. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm Bridget. I'm Marcel. This is Yeah, Sorta Kinda. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Yeah. Subscribe. Yeah. You know? Do it. Subscribe. Yeah. If you want to watch us, we're on YouTube or you can listen to us anywhere. That's yeah, true. we're everywhere. We really are. Yeah. We're so. not going anywhere. So. Oh, yeah. 
this. Oh, yes. Found it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Three, two, two, one. Bye. <laughs> that was a long one, I think. <laughs>